GM, I'm Matthew Diemer, and this is GM from Decrypt. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, February 14th, 2023. It is Valentine's Day, so I want to say happy Valentine's Day, Dr. Sweeney. I will see you later. She's out at work right now. We have so much news. We have so many things to talk about before even the headlines today. It's just amazing, crazy, busy morning. And I am recording with a new mic, by the way. So I want to know your opinion. If you could tell the difference, I have just got a I just got a shotgun mic because I was sick of having an SM7B in my face. Couldn't see the screen. It had pissed me off for years. I love the SM7Bs. But if you're reading notes and stuff like that on the computer in front of you, uh, you need something that's a little bit out of your way. So I got a shotgun mic. I was thinking about a lav mic. I'm just going to play around with different mics until and waste my money until I find the best setup or the best sound for me. So let me know what you think. This is very sensitive. So you may hear some clicking and some uh, scrolling and I don't know. You can hear everything with this mic. But we're not talking about mics today. We're going to be talking about all the things that are happening. First things that's happening right now is the CPI report came out. It's up a little bit from the predicted 6.2%. It's sitting at 6.4%. What is that going to do to the markets? Well, the markets are up pre-trading, but we'll see if that lasts after the markets open. Did you see Cal Penn's Bitcoin proof of work rant commercial slash whatever that was paid for by Bloomberg that was telling everybody how bad proof of work mining was and they were advocating for Bitcoin to go to proof of stake? Did you see that ad? It was so Weird. I mean, tell us that somebody has an agenda without telling us that they have an agenda. Did you see that Drake put $700,000 of Bitcoin on the Kansas City Chiefs to win? And I messed that up yesterday. So if your podcast downloaded before I caught that like one minute in, uh, you downloaded me saying that the Eagles won, which was absolutely false. Everybody knew that. I got emails, uh, got text messages saying like, hey, bro, you messed that up. I know I messed it up. If your phone or computer downloaded the podcast after, say, eh, 1030, then you got one with me saying that the Kansas City Chiefs won, not the Eagles. However, going back to Drake, he bet $700,000 worth of Bitcoin on the Kansas City Chiefs. And since they won, he won $770,000 in Bitcoin. My buddy Paul McNeil, he sent me this yesterday. And this is a very interesting, interesting development. Circle, the company behind U.S. stablecoin USDC, allegedly issued a complaint to the New York State Department of Financial Services accusing Binance's stablecoin, BUSD, of operating without proper reserve management. Monday, Paxos received a Wells notice from the Securities and Exchange Commission stating that enforcement actions are coming related to the stablecoin, BUSD. By the way, a Wells notice is an official letter from the SEC to inform recipients that the agency is preparing to bring a potential enforcement action against it. Paxos, they of course disagree with the SEC, and they say that BUSD is not a security. And they said, to be clear, there are no allegations against Paxos. This goes to my theory, though. And here's my theory. You probably heard it last week. Coinbase threw Kraken under the bus in a CZ, SBF, FTX kind of situation. Coinbase is trying to corner the market. They saw Kraken with their staking services. They're like, nah, we have a way to take them out. They took them out. Circle is throwing BUSD under the bus. 
I mean, we already know that Coinbase and Circle have been historically buddy-buddy. So what are they trying to do? They're trying to lock down North America. This is cutthroat. Bodies are starting to pile up. Coinbase and Circle are trying to get this market. North America is going to be theirs. But there's other battlefronts. This is all corporate strategy. They're taking on their competitors. They're positioning themselves, positioning everybody else outside of them. And they are going to try to hold North America for themselves. I really want to know how Binance.us is going to stack up with all of this. Can they maintain here? I think that they might be the next target. But there's going to be other battlefronts. There's going to be Asia. We're going to need to chop that up from Japan, Singapore, South Korea. And those are going to be one block. And then the Southeast Asian countries are going to be another block. There's going to be the UK, the EU, South America, Africa. There's a lot of battlefronts out there. Who's going to walk away with the market share of all of these battlefronts? I am going to wait and see. You know, we keep talking about CBDCs, stablecoins, and different kind of currencies. And we keep thinking that this is a new development. Like, oh my God, we're trying to act outside of the Fed or the national currency. And yesterday we were talking about historical changes in not only the national currency, but other entities or communities or religious organizations and how they made their own currency to operate outside of the governmental structure. And so listener Billy wrote in and said, your discussion on all the various currencies throughout history brought back a topic in my mind that made my jaw drop when I first learned it several years ago. I learned about how mining companies up into the 50s, even though it became illegal in 1938, had mining towns that paid workers with what equals to the companies printing their own money slash tokens because that money was only valid at mining company stores. Any actual U.S. dollars the companies, of course, hoarded for themselves, leaving anyone that wanted to leave the company basically zero money anywhere else in the country because you only could use it in the company, right, in the company store. A giant financial trap. Happy you brought up this historical perspective on people creating their own currencies. It is not new. It just has been evolved, just like many other things. Keep up the good work, bud, he says. Well, bud, I will keep up the good work. And you bring up a very good point. Not only can new forms of digital currency connect the globe in a you know faster, cheaper way, so we can send money all kinds of places for a very reasonable costs, and you can self-custody your money, kind of like greenbacks or gold under your under your pillow or in your mattress. This also shows that you can be locked into an ecosystem using a certain currency. And you know what? We don't talk about that enough. We don't talk about that if you are a corporation, let's just say Circle, Paxos, BUSD, Tether, and now you're confined to that currency you might have to operate within that ecosystem. I think we spoke about it the other day. Are we going to have these companies come out with walled gardens for their money, for their digital currencies, their CBDCs, their stablecoins, and we're only going to be able to operate within their stores? Imagine if it's like a Amazon, Wells Fargo, connection, relationship, where you only can use their digital currency within the Amazon, Wells Fargo ecosystem. I mean, that's kind of what we have right now when it comes to government-issued currencies. I mean, not so much right now, but if you were talking about eh, 30 years ago, I remember going abroad, you know, 25 years ago and, you know, well, we have traveler checks. <laughs> we had those. We had to go to the bank. Just changing outside of your ecosystem, the United States ecosystem was a pain, right? So could we see that develop with CBDCs and digital currencies? I think that this could be a good warning. We don't just want to be able to shop at the company store. We want to make sure that the money is able to be used everywhere. And finally, in this huge intro this morning, because these weren't headlines, they are just different emails I compiled over the past day, 
BlockFi sent me an email notice about uh, getting your money back from BlockFi. So I want to tell you what they said. So if you have money locked up in BlockFi and you're trying to get your money out because of the whole bankruptcy thing, they have some more guidance. They said, number one, you can now look up your listed claims and BlockFi wallet accounts online. And I put that link in the show notes. And so basically click the link, put in your information, and you'll be able to see your account balances. And number two, you do not need to submit a claim if you agree with your scheduled amount. And number three, the scheduled amounts are listed in US dollars. BlockFi wallets accounts are listed in cryptocurrency. So you will see that your scheduled amounts are listed in US dollars. Your BlockFi wallet accounts are listed in crypto. Again, link is in the show notes. If you had money in BlockFi, want to look up your balances and see how much of your money you're going to get back. Now, finally, after 10 minutes, let's get into those crypto prices. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And the time is 9.18 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I don't know if I like this mic. It's just too damn sensitive. I like that warmer I like that warmer tone. There's a little bit of room echo, even though this thing is only a couple inches away from my face. If I was using my SM7B, the thing would literally be on my mouth when I'm talking. But hey, you know what? I like to try new things. I do like the freedom of not having a microphone in my face. And whatever, I digress again. Bitcoin is sitting at $21,682, up 0.3% in 24, or down 5.8% in 7. Ethereum's at $1,508, up 1.75%. Teller's number three, Binance is at $293, up 1.2%, but down 11% in seven. And USDC is number five. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, BUSD, Cardano, Doge, and Matic. The total market cap is sitting at $1 trillion even, up 0.75% in 24, with the BTC dominance of 41.6 and the F dominance of 18.4. Moving into our headlines, now let's see if we can't get this done in four minutes or less. On February 7th, last week, you guys remember that the prosecution in the SBF criminal case was asking and requesting that the SEC and the CFTC civil proceedings be paused. And they argued that at the time that the criminal case's outcome would have a significant impact on the outcome of the civil proceedings, claiming that running the civil case simultaneously would give Sam Bankman free time to improperly tailor his defense in the criminal case. So the result of all of this is that the civil proceedings have been deferred until the criminal case has concluded. Magic Eden is the top marketplace for Solana NFTs, but even they are feeling the chill of the harsh crypto winter. And they announced late on Monday that they're going to lay off 22 employees. The co-founder and CEO Jack Lou tweeted, We are deeply grateful for these folks. Each of them have contributed immensely to Magic Eden over the past year. We'll be honoring them and their contributions with the utmost care and respect. We were able to speak with each person one-on-one before sharing the news publicly. 
the Los Angeles County Museum of Art accepted a donation of 22 tokenized digital artwork pieces from Cosmo de Medici, a well-known crypto Twitter personality which I thought we established was Snoop Dogg, but I don't think that is 100% confirmed. Cosimo de Medici tweeted, The first donation of on-chain art from a collector to a museum, and the largest digital fine art collection to enter a museum. And some of these works include a CryptoPunk, uh, World of Women Number 1, which is really cool, from Yam Karkai. We have Fragments of an Infinite Field Number 972 from Monica Rizzoli. I'm butchering all of these names. I'm sorry for everybody. We have Claire Silver, A Feeling I Can't Put My Finger On. I don't know if you guys collect one-of-ones or digital art, but I've been dabbling ever since, like, what, 2018? And the, like some of these artists are just phenomenal, so I'm really happy that they're finally getting their place in museums because that's where they belong. It's interesting, though, that this museum did not use the term NFT when they were collecting this. They actually called them collectible avatars, trying to get away from that NFT stigma. Ordinals, the NFT-like project on Bitcoin, shows no signs of slowing as over 76,000 inscriptions have been created to date. Developers have inscribed JPEG, audio files, videos, and even video games to test the limits of what can go on the Bitcoin blockchain. While the total number of Bitcoin NFTs is unknown, Ordinals website and Gamma, a Bitcoin NFT marketplace on Stacks, appears to point to several thousands minted on the network. But who is really capitalizing off of all this? Well, as you guys know, on Ethereum, when uh, NFT or the network is popular, the fees go up, and you pay an arm and a leg to get something transferred on the Ethereum network. Well, the same thing's happening on the Bitcoin network. Bitcoin miners are raking in the fees. $92,000 worth just on February 12th. Just for ordinal transactions alone. Oh, by the way, talking about NFTs, Trump's NFTs just hit a new all-time high floor price of 1000 bucks. And finally, some news about one of my biggest bags, Backed. They announced today that it will sunset its consumer app to focus on direct interactions with businesses, SaaS, and API solutions. They said we're sunsetting our consumer app because it's not core to our B2B2C approach. Also, Backed's Visa debit card will decline new transactions starting March 16th as well as the ability to send cash or crypto to a friend, purchase managed gift cards, and track loyalty programs. And as I just said, this is one of my biggest bags. And why? Well, because on September of 2021, back went public and listed for $10 a share, and it shot up, and I bought it. <laughs> oh, I, I went big on it because they announced this partnership with MasterCard, and I was like, this is it. This is it. They're going to be facilitating crypto transactions all over the place, and, and, and they're linking with MasterCard. I really fell for that one. I bought it. Average price right now is $15. Oh, what is it trading at? Well, it's trading at about a buck fifty. So you see, I am BTFDing, but there's a lot of D to buy. Wait, that doesn't sound right. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. Thank you for listening to this episode of GM. Let me know how the new mic is. I think it's a little too airy. I think it's a little too echoey. But you know what? I'm not the listener. I want your opinion because, honestly, my hands are free. Both hands are free. Microphone not in my face. Staring at the computer. Maybe I just need a little more sound isolation. I think it picks up everything, too. You probably hear the fan on my computer on. Anyway, let me know. Send me an email. MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. And, of course, like always, please go to Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share. Leave us a comment. A good comment. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone, and happy Valentine's Day.